Very often we read stories in the Torah, we learn about stories in the Torah which we have trouble understanding. And part of the reason why we have that trouble understanding it is because we're seeing it through the lens of our own experience of life. And we are putting the, the people in the story into our own shoes. When the world we actually live in is very different, vastly different than the world that um, they lived in. And, and the mindsets that we have uh, are vastly different than, uh, than the mindsets that they had. And so therefore we need to sometimes open ourselves up to the possibility of a mindset and a perspective which is very different. And we have such a story in this week's Torah portion where it says that after the splitting of the sea and God drowning the Egyptians, it says that an enormous amount of gold and silver of booty swept, uh, was swept to the shores. And the Jewish people saw this enormous amount of, uh, of riches and wealth and they sat there and they, they were grabbing all of the money. And so the Torah says, that Moshe, he, he journeyed the Jewish people. He had to encourage them to move on from the sea. And Rashi describes this word, that Moshe had to force them away from the sea and from collecting all of these riches. Now, when we understand the story through our normal mindset, we imagine someone uh, finds a thousand dollars on the ground made up of 20s, they're going to go sit there and collect all of the 20s. Um, however, it would be very difficult for that to be the, to have been the story in the case when the Jews were um, leaving Egypt. Why is that? Because the Jewish people, as they, as they sang in the Song of, of the Sea, right after they came out of the splitting of the sea, they said, Zeh keli ve'anveyu, this is our God, and we will beautify him. Zeh, the word Zeh meaning this, is an, is an indication and an expression in Hebrew of someone who sees something right in front of them. Not, not in a vague way, but in an explicit way. Which is an expression of the fact that, of what our sages tell us, that even a, even a maidservant at the splitting of the sea saw a revelation of God on a level which is greater than any prophets see God. That means that they had such an explicit um, experience of the divine that it, it, it makes it really impossible to explain the story that moments later they complete, became completely engrossed in grabbing materialism as we would sometimes see such a story. What, they were so consumed with money at such a time, especially with the fact that, that they knew that the entire purpose of taking the Jewish people out of Egypt, Hashem said to Moshe at the burning bush, is that I'm taking the Jewish people out of Egypt so that they will serve me at this mountain, that they had a, that they had a destination that they were going to and a purpose which was an elevated uh, divine purpose. And we also know that the Jewish people were counting down from the day they left Egypt, 49 days until they got to Sinai, until they received the Torah. And that very day that they were collecting the booty, they also counted. That means that they were very much in touch with the, the, the purpose of of leaving um, um, uh, Egypt. Um, and therefore, when we consider all of this, it becomes clear that they clearly were not obsessed with the money. So it must be that they were actually um, sure, they were confident. And they made the assessment that this was Hashem's will. Hashem wants us to collect this gold and silver. And so much so was their conviction that this is what Hashem wants them to do right now, that Moshe had to, his sin had to get them to travel Baal Korachan against their will. Um, what is Baal Korachan against the will? That um, 
the revelation that they saw by the splitting of the sea was itself what compelled them to grab all of this booty and to be consumed with it, that Moshe had to actually force them away from this deep, this deep divine conviction that they had that this is what they should be doing. We know that when the Jewish people, right, right before they were redeemed, they were instructed that every Jew was instructed that they should go to Egyptians and borrow uh, money. Now, and the reason was for that they should go out with great wealth. Because Hashem promised Avram that when the Jewish people leave, leave Egypt, they will leave with with great wealth. But that wasn't the only thing Hashem said. That wasn't the only reason why Hashem wanted them to borrow money. The Torah also says, um, that you are going to empty out Egypt. That it wasn't only as a benefit to the Jewish people becoming rich, but also as the having an effect on Egypt being emptied out. Like, as, like, um, um, like, we're, like we're taught, like a net without fish. That Egypt should be bare of any of its material wealth. <clears throat> That's what Hashem commanded the Jewish people. So when they saw the Bizas Hayom, they saw this booty, this enormous amount of, of, of riches that, was, that belonged to the Egyptians and was swept up on the shore, they understood that it was their duty to take it because they had to make sure to empty out Egypt. And this was a part of emptying out Egypt. Now, but they were still on a journey to go to, to Har Sinai, to Mount Sinai, to receive the Torah. This would delay them getting to Har Sinai. Um, so why were they so consumed with, uh, you know, th- 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 there were two orders going on over here, but the fact was they didn't have an explicit order to go to Har Sinai. They knew that was their destination, but Hashem didn't command them that you shall travel to Mount Sinai. So therefore, they followed the command that they did have, which was Venitzal to Mitzrayim to empty out Egypt. So that's the reason, that's the real story over here. The reason why they were they were they were obsessed with this all of this money had nothing to do with money. It had nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with the way we normally think about these things. But it had because they were in an, in, in, in an entirely different state during that time. However, if this is correct, when Moshe in fact ordered them to leave to leave the leave the uh, wealth and to continue traveling, um, they understood that when Moshe tells them to do something, it was Hashem. It was, it was an instruction from Hashem. So why didn't they, in fact, why did Hashem, Moshe have to then force them to leave? Which means that they weren't leaving, so Moshe had to force them to leave. Because even with going to Mount Sinai being a commandment, they believed that this mitzvah of emptying out Egypt was what we call a mitzvah iveris. It's a mitzvah that is a, is a, is a time-bound mitzvah. If they don't fulfill this mitzvah now, it will not be fulfilled. They're not going to have another opportunity to do this to empty out Egypt. So, therefore, whenever you have a mitzvah whose opportunity is going to pass, it surpasses even the mitzvah, actually, of Torah study. That when, when, do we, when does the Torah tell us that if someone's uh, is dedication is to Torah study, so when a mitzvah needs to be done, someone else should do the mitzvah. But if there's no one else to do the mitzvah, that means the mitzvah is going to pass and no one will get it done, then that's when the person stops Torah study in order to fulfill a mitzvah. And they saw this as an example of that, that true, we're going to Har Sinai, to Mount Sinai to receive the Torah, but we first need to f- finish this mitzvah because if not, it won't be finished. So, um, therefore, Moshe, comes to, Moshe came to them and told them, Balkarcha, 
that you need to realize that this, this, this calculation that you're making regarding the Torah, which is a Torah calculation, that the Torah says that certain mitzvahs precede Torah, Hashem is coming to tell me that in this case, that's not the case. You're getting a special instruction to continue traveling, and whatever you gathered, you gathered, but now we have to move on. So it was only then that Moshe said that, that by force, meaning by force going against your own understanding of the Torah, force yourself to go against your own understanding of the Torah because we have a special instruction, did the Jewish people continue traveling? Now this answers the, really the big question that everyone asks about the story, and, why, and, and that is why were the Jews so obsessed with additional wealth? Firstly, um, they're going into the desert. Do they need wealth in the desert? There, there, there are no department stores in the desert. There are no supermarkets. What are they going to be spending their money on? It's true that they traded with the, with the um, tribes uh, uh, nomadic tribes um, to get different supplies, but they didn't need this level of wealth in order to be able to achieve that. In addition, we know that they took out of Egypt. They were every single Jew was extremely wealthy just from what they took out of Egypt. In, in fact, um, we're taught that the, the Talmud says that every single Jew walked out with ninety Nubian donkeys. Whatever that is, that's a whole lot of money, and uh, may every one of us be blessed with that amount of money. So they had plenty of money. They needed more money. And they knew that the plan was they're going to get the Torah at Har Sinai, at Mount Sinai. And what, then what happens? They're going, to, they're going straight to, to Israel, to Eretz Yisrael. The idea was for them to actually go straight to Eretz Yisrael. The 40-year delay had to do with the spies and their mistake of coming back and saying that they can't conquer the land. So they knew they were going into Israel and they were going to have an eternal redemption. And once there's an eternal redemption, there's no, there's no need anymore in the world. Hashem supplies everyone who thought they need. So there, there's no need for money. So how do we understand this entire, uh, this entire obsession with them collecting the money? Again, this tells us that it's, it was only to fulfill the will of Hashem. It was not for their purpose at all. It was actually uh, because they believed this is what Hashem wanted them to do. And they were, to, an, to an extent, they were right. Hashem instructed them, and he told them, empty out Egypt. And, and, and another question, that's a common question, is why, did, why was it so important to Hashem that the Jewish people leave Berachush Gadol with great wealth? The Jewish people have to leave with great wealth. They have what they need. You know, we're spiritual people. We need, we need great wealth. But the reason why is, 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 is associated with two other laws that we have in halacha, and Jewish law. One is a law associated with Baal Tashchis, known as Baal Tashchis, not to destroy something that is uh, productive and, function, and, and functioning, not to waste things. And number two, um, that we know that, um, which is often repeated, that the Torah has compassion for the money of the Jewish people. In other words, the Torah is sensitive that the that money of the Jewish people should, should not be wasted. Why are the what is behind these two values? That in, Hashem invests within every piece of existence a spark, a, a divine spark, which gives it its existence. And when we interact with that object, then we we are. Um, we have the opportunity of, of redeeming and elevating that divine spark from being captured and exiled within this physical object to taking this physical object and using it for a divine purpose. And now the divine spark, along with the, the physical that it, it gives existence to, had now becomes an expression of God in this world. So, And this is a very fundamental idea because this idea actually is the fundamental idea of what we know as as creating this world as a dwelling place for almighty god as making this physical world a world that is aware of the reality of the divine
And therefore, this could not be overlooked. This was critical. And so Hashem wanted the Jewish people to go out with wealth because he wanted them to take this wealth of Egypt, which was used in a very depraved way, in a very self-absorbing way, and also in, in, in a way which was uh, um, in an evil way. And Hashem wanted them to redeem all of the sparks that were within this money. And this was something that, was, that, that, that lay at the heart of the mission of the Jewish people. So therefore, when they saw wealth at the sea, especially after the revelation of God, when they, by the splitting of the sea, which only inspired them more to be committed to bringing this revelation than they had to the entire universe, which is ultimately what will happen when Mashiach comes, that, that all that experience that they had by the splitting of the sea only strengthened their commitment to revealing the divine by gathering all of this wealth so that they'd be able to use this wealth for, uh, for proper and holy purposes and divine purposes. And this is the deeper meaning of Hisiyan Balkarchan, that Moshe had them travel Balkarchan against the will, which again, as we explained earlier, means against their understanding of the Torah. They understood that the time for Vinitzaltem Es Mitzrayim continues. They still have the commandment to empty out Egypt. If they can get the wealth from Egypt and then use it for a holy purpose, that would be a very productive. Comes Moshe and tells them, that just like matzah is a mitzvah Hashem gives us for the eight, the seven days of Pesach, or the eight days of Pesach um, in diaspora, right? But the, we don't have a mitzvah to eat. One cannot make a seder a week early and eat the matzah then and fulfill a mitzvah because the mitzvah is within a certain time frame. So likewise, Moshe came to enlighten the Jewish people and even though you're well-intended, but the time frame of the mitzvah of Yitzhaltim is over. That was when you were in Egypt, but now... That, that's over. That mission is over. And from this we learn a tremendous lesson. The tremendous lesson that we learn is that when we are involved with full energy and our, we take our full ability, as the Shema, as we say in the Shema that you should um, with your everything, which with your everything really means when a person goes, uh, operates in a way that they're committed to what they're doing without any, um, without any um, reasonability, and they are, and, and therefore they enter into it be, in, in a manner which is beyond any form of of limits and constraints. Um, there's no room for anything else for them to do other than what they are engrossed in doing. But then suddenly the Shulchan Aruch comes, the Code of Jewish Law comes, or the Maishar Abenu, the leader of the Jewish people of that particular generation, and says, uh, "You're doing very holy work, and you're committed to it 100 percent, even beyond your own capabilities." However. Now there's another calling. So at such a moment, a person has to exercise bal karcha. They have to force themselves out of what they're so deeply invested in. And um, when they do that, Hashem invests within them the full energy that they will need for this new avoda, for this new uh, mission, which is the mission of this particular time. And so what this teaches us is that if someone is a yesh of oil, I mean someone who their life is dedicated to Torah study, and suddenly a mitzvah everis shows up. A mitzvah, which is a, has a time constraint, shows up. The person has to stop studying Torah, and they have to dedicate themselves to this mitzvah. Otherwise, it won't be, it won't get done. Or even more so, if there's a situation of pikuach nefesh, where someone's life is at risk, then someone stops the study of Torah in order to save the life. And this is not only true for the physical life of a, 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 a of a, a of a person, but alachas even even more so for a the spiritual life of a fellow Jew. And therefore, one needs to stop their own Torah study in order to be able to spread Yiddishkeit to fellow Jews. 
And so therefore, a person has to exercise Bal Karcha. Like the Mishnah, there's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avis that uses the same language. It says, Bal Karcha Alt Atachai. By force, one is living, right? We didn't choose to be, come here. Hashem decided to send our Neshama into a body. So, so the Rebbe says, Bal Karcha, a person has to exercise Bal Karcha, forcing themselves. And through that, Atachai, infuse life and energy into this new mission that you're doing. And to do it with Achayis, with full energy, with an excitement and passion. And this is also true for a Balasik, a business person. Someone who's, uh, who's, who's involved in business all day also needs to know that they have to st- take out time from their business to learn Torah. And not only to learn Torah, but the Torah should be done in a manner that's what we call a kvius. In a, it's, it's in a fixed dedication benefesh in their soul. Meaning it's not just taking time that every day from this time to this time I study. But it's a, a, I'm deeply invested in this study. So I invest my entire being in the study. Now if it's true that for a spark in some gold or silver that um, the Jewish people were given this instruction to, get, to borrow all of this wealth from the Egyptians then surely to save a Jewish soul, we, 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 we are obligated to invest ourselves. And that the Jewish people, um, even after they left Egypt, were grabbing the wealth because they were so committed to this dedication of the sparks and money, then surely when we, when we have an opportunity to inspire a fellow Jew to, to, to develop a stronger relationship with, uh, with, with Hashem, that we have that responsibility. Now one may make a cheshben, they may, they, someone may assess and say, listen, I've, I've influenced many, many people, and I've had a big impact, I've done my share. So comes the Shulchan Aruch and comes the Moshe Rabbeinu and instructs us otherwise. And says that every single, every single um, in, in, in the Shema, every single Jew is an entire world. And especially that this Jew, uh, once you influence this Jew, this Jew himself or herself will influence so many other Jews. So the, 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 um, the results are really infinite because it continues to spread and spread and spread. So surely we have to make the commitment to pull ourselves away sometimes from the holy dedications that we may have in order to be able to deal with pikuach nefesh, with literally restoring the spiritual life of a fellow Jew, which will then trickle into the lives of many, many more Jews who they will then influence.